Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here, Going Full Nerd, and this is another spoiler-free review of something that I wanted to watch, and maybe you want to watch, and it's pretty much in the nerdy realm. So, the question is, why people don't like Jessica Jones on Netflix? Now, I'm going to throw this out here. After watching Jessica Jones Season 2, I can understand why people don't like it, okay? I finally learned why people don't like it. You know, a story that has deep twists and turns doesn't appeal to people looking for that basic superhero premise that has been developed over the years. You know, superpower baddie meets over-the-top supervillain, throws down, right? That's not Jessica Jones. That's not what you're going to get. Marvel Comics has a basic formula, okay? And that basic formula... They follow it in their cinematic universe, their Netflix universe, and their TV universe. Take a look and understand. Number one, one of the villains is always similar to the hero in powers. You had that in Iron Man, you had that in Black Panther, you had that in Luke Cage, and you have that in Jessica Jones. You also had it in Doctor Strange. So you kind of see what I'm getting at. All right? You had it in Ant-Man. You see what I'm getting at? All right. Then the Easter eggs are always a big nod to the longtime Marvel fans. Not the casual fans. Not you guys that just kind of jumped on board, like it because of the movies, like it because of the media hype, the social media hype. No. They got the nods to the long-term fans in there. Say, so, yo, you remember this? Okay, then the other part of Marvel's basic formula is a villain or multiple villains must die in the end. Ne always happens. This is what they do. They kill off the major villains. I think there's only been a couple that actually got to survive. I think, what's his name? Diamondback from Luke Cage got to survive. Uh, let's see, who else? Um, Baron Zemo from Civil from uh, Age of Ultron got to survive. Is it Age of Ultron? Yeah. Baron Zemo got to survive. Okay. Then your who all survived? Um, we don't know what happened to Red Skull. You know, so you see kind of what I'm getting at with this? You know, the rest of them, they get, you know, they're done. They're done, 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 done. All right. So this is the deal. Jessica Jones is not flashy, not over the top. And she is, and always will be, a flawed hero in the Netflix series, all right? She is the most broken of all the Netflix heroes. Iron Fist is more put together, more well together than Jessica Jones. I'm not talking from a series standpoint. I'm talking from a character development standpoint, okay? And I can say that 13 episodes, this season two of Jessica Jones, it's not the most exciting when you compare it to... Hardcore soundtrack of Luke Cage, the action in Defenders, or Inside Daredevil, you know. I'm not really going to talk too much about Iron Fist. And I, I could kind of leave Defenders off to the side too, but it was cool. But anyway, I get why you guys hate this show. And the reason why is because you just can't pay attention. You can't pay attention long enough to enjoy the ride. Okay, me personally... I've got an issue with the extremes in the personalities of the supporting cast, 
okay, between Trish, Patsy Walker, we all know her as Hellcat, old school, you know, the, you know, her quote unquote assistant, the dude that was the drug addict in season one, Mal or whatever they call him, Malcolm, you know, yeah, I can understand that. Or even, you know, Carrie, uh, Jerry Hogarth, you know, she's made a couple of appearances in a couple of different, but she even, you know, even she's a little special. Okay, but this is the thing. When your hero is broken and you surround your hero with broken supporting characters, that's where the problem happens, okay? It makes things a little bit confusing because there's nobody in this whole mix that's got it all together. And I think you really need somebody that's got it all together in any of this stuff. But I actually like this show. And I understand that is not for everybody. I completely understand that. So what do I give Jessica Jones season two? Well, I'm going to be honest. It's straight up the middle of the road. I give it a three out of five. It could be better because the pacing, uh, it was a little it was a little off to me. Okay. But the fact that it follows the basic Marvel skeleton, the basic Marvel support, you know, that they use for all their shows and movies. And it has a very anticlimactic ending. After the 13 episodes, I was like, really, dude? That's, that's, that's where we're going to stop? Hmm. Okay. But I wish they would hurry up and align her more with her 616 counterpart. And for my long-term nerd fans, Marvel... Earth 616, that's the uh, standard comic book Marvel Earth. But I completely understand that this is the Marvel, what is they call it, the, what is it? It's the 199,999 Earth or whatever. But that's the designation they've given it in the Marvel Multiverse or Marvel Universe. But anyway, that's my spoiler-free review and thoughts on Jessica Jones Season 2. Please make sure you tune in every Sunday for the talk show live where we talk about what's going on in your nerd news every week. We do channel reviews on other YouTube channels on Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. And we're looking at a good time, a good way to bring back coffee time. Let me know what you want to talk about in that. This is your boy Onyx and I'm signing off. Please remember, like, share, subscribe. Check me out on goingfullnerd.com. Peace, and I'm out of here.